0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tech Vines, the podcast where we talk about tech and we sample some things that grow off of vines. And I am one of your hosts. I'm Scott Delandy, uh, based on the East Coast, just outside of Boston. And as always, I have my two bestest friends in the Hawaii world. We've got Mr. Colin Gallagher uh, from the uh, the Midwest, Ohio area, and of course the uh, the lovely Miss uh melissa gurney green we can edit that (laughs) (laughs) you're fine (laughs) so uh, uh, representing the pacific northwest i know i didn't write anything down this time we just did a this was like a total um cold uh cold open here but that's good so special episode tonight uh we are doing uh for a wine selection we decided we were going to do a little cooking because we are just about you know getting into the holiday swing of things. And we're uh, a day before Thanksgiving, so everybody's ready to start cooking up a whole bunch of stuff. So we decided to go with mulled wine. So not just regular wine, but requires ingredients and heat and all kinds of funky things to make it. So that's what we'll be discussing for the wine tonight. And then for the technology topic, I thought we'd talk about brands. Top technology brands, a brand you like, brands you don't like. Brands that you used to like that you don't anymore, as well as brands that you didn't like, but now you do. So we've got pretty much the whole gamut covered there. So um, as always, we, we start off with the most important part of the podcast, and that is to talk about the wine. So let's go to Melissa because I see she's sipping wine right now. So I want to get her while she's, uh, um,
1: <laughs> while she's
0: wetting her whistle, so to speak.
1: Yeah, so um, I made my own. I I don't know if there's an option to buy like a box-mold wine, but um, used a, a Merlot actually called Radius. It's uh, out of Walla Walla, Washington, and um, gotta say it's it's fun. You know, I added um, some honey and oranges and cloves and cinnamon and uh, what else? Oh, Contreau. So,
0: contrô. Okay, you went with the yeah. contrô. Interesting. Yeah. Excellent. What do you think?
1: I love it. It's warm and delicious. It's not quite, um, not quite up to par with the winter market in Vancouver, but I'm not going to be making it there this year, so this will do just fine.
0: Interesting. Um, did you use a lot of honey?
1: A uh, fair bit. I'd say three, four tablespoons probably. How about you? Ooh, ooh, I did
0: more than that. I did, <laughs> I did more than
1: I, that. I tried to keep it as light as possible. I,
0: no, I went a little, I went a little heavy because I did a little bit of research and, um, the, the honey obviously would, will sweeten it up. So I did probably a little bit over a quarter of a cup. Hmm. So, you know, the decent, you know, probably like I, I bought a small bottle. So probably like a quarter of it is gone now. Hmm. Um, but it's very yummy
2: very very yummy
0: um i'm sorry so colin what about you what did you concoct
2: so i uh, i made yeah um, so by the way you can buy mulling spices melissa you can buy kits you know to mull yeah. with them but yeah. um i mean I, I made my own as well i did a red table line that i have a case of here um and orange juice star anise cloves cinnamon stick um and just a little bit of sugar and a little bit of
1: maple syrup yeah Ooh, i meant I, to mention and, i skipped the star anise <laughs> oh. how do you and like I
2: desci- it i like it a lot I, I decided not to fortify it i wanted something a little lighter to drink tonight hmm. um i didn't i decided not to put any um i went with orange juice instead of an orange liqueur um but i like it a lot um and the maple syrup has a little nice touch to it
0: that's actually a good spin on it with the cinnamon and yeah. the in the maple We're syrup to yeah, mm-hmm. be yeah that's good yeah
1: yeah will have very
2: thanksgiving yeah
0: yeah so I went with just a regular uh, red blend it was a Sonoma Valley um, I was attracted to the bottle um, troublemaker, troublemaker. Yeah. yes that was I it I said oh this will be good yes
1: yeah I have I've drank that that's a, a nice one
0: yeah it's a pretty good it's pretty good so um, I did that and um, I mixed in um, honey uh, I mixed in um, brandy and um, mm-hmm. Uh, as well as um, a whole orange, a nice juicy, really sweet orange. Um, I peeled it first, so I don't have any of the rinds in there. So I got rid of the kind of the tartness of the rinds. But um, it was a really juicy one, so a lot of fruit flavor coming through in that. And then, um, and then cinnamon, and um, and then I I simmered it, but I, I let it simmer like on a really low flame. So it probably took it—I don't know—maybe ten minutes before it started to get to the point where it was actually warm. Um, so it definitely brought all the flavors together. Um, really good selection. So we were talking a little bit. So here in, out in my way, and I'm sure everybody else, um, we've got some some pretty chilly, wet, damp weather. So um, especially after a long, dark day, um, you know, this is definitely hitting the spot. And What I would say is that if you've never if you've never tried it, you should absolutely try it if you like wine um, because it's definitely a good a good twist on it and I I, the first time I had had it is I did this big um, European trip um, last year so we hit uh, Frankfurt and then we hit London and at the time we were there it was middle of uh, December so all the Christmas festivals were going on and that's what everybody was selling was mulled wine which was perfect because you're walking around you're literally freezing right I've got hats, scarves, gloves, everything and I'm still like chilled to the bone but you know you have a sip of that and that definitely warms you up it's like you know the adult version of a hot cocoa if you would Um, but I remember having it and thinking oh this is pretty good but then it was like I don't know if this is something that I would make it would never taste the same you know so you always have that going for you but it's, it's very simple I mean, it's just, you know, some, some, all you got to do is make sure you have cinnamon sticks and, and honey on hand and you're pretty much have, you know, 90% of what you need. And some, you know, some, some wine, um, you know, I went with the blend, but yeah, good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I was looking into which wine to use, right. And had the big debate and reading up on it, it's, it's essentially, you want to avoid oaky wines and, and pick ones that are berry forward. So uh, that's kind of what I went with, but yeah, in making it, I'm like, this isn't really all that much different from a hot toddy. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff.
2: Yeah, Definitely I simmered mine stuff. for a good half hour on on low just to let the, the flavors blend. Same. Now, how much? How much did you make? I made a full bottle.
0: Only full a bottle. full bottle. Yep. Yeah, I I did a full bottle. I was like, well, I don't know if I'll even finish this. And then, of course, like I'm already, you know, scraping the bottom of the pan. I got a big, you know, um, um, Yeti uh, mug here, so that, that holds it all and it'll, it'll keep it warm. But it's, uh, it's <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad, but it's surprising how quickly a bottle of wine goes <laughs> yep. now, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think several months ago, it would be like, you know, one bottle of wine, that would be good. Now it's like, you know, well, we got the bottle of wine and, well, we got to finish the second bottle of wine now, too, so... Yep. Uh, it becomes, you know, pretty pretty regular to have two bottles. But then again, you know, it's you know, it's the the days end quicker because you don't have to come back from anywhere or get ready to go anywhere. So you have that going for you. So cool. So so good. Everybody's enjoying that. What's everybody uh, got going on for uh, for the holiday? For uh, where? So this is. Uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is when we're actually recording the show, which is why we wanted to do the mulled wine, just to get it out there as part of the the holiday kickoff. Um, but what what are you all doing? Um,
1: go for it. Um, I'm just
2: I'm cooking for my mom, and my brother's coming down tomorrow morning, and so we're just going to do it you know small, quiet, um, keep it relatively simple, um, and you know reasonably safe. Um, I'm not sure why he's coming down, but he actually think he's gonna work he's gonna work down here the whole week just to get away, just to get out of the city. So reasonable for that. Um, and then other than that, that's it. You doing the full on turkey? I decided since it's only gonna be a small number, I decided to do a turkey breast. Ah. Just not a not a full turkey, because I didn't want a lot of leftovers and stuff, you know, I didn't want to have to do a you know a fourteen, sixteen dump pound turkey, etc. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, what Say just a little bit of a reduced, a reduced holiday, reduced meal set. You know, nothing crazy. Yet. Normally, you know, 10, 12 people, friends, family, et cetera, and just you're just going going small.
0: Now, oh, my God, what is that behind you? That's, I see, not the r 2 d Oh, you got a droid. Oh, that's the droid you built from, um, from. Um, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, well, so what about you? What do you got going on?
1: Well, um, we're skipping Turkey tomorrow, which may be sacrilege. We're doing Duck. So, yeah. Um... So there's five of us, and typically with turkey, there's tons of leftovers, as you said, Colin, and I could have done the turkey breast route, but um, in years past, we've tried to do, like, smaller turkeys, and they're just not as good. They're kind of tough and and whatnot, and we've tried different things, and duck is just amazing, so we'll be doing duck, and then um, for sides... I basically told each of them they get a choice, so so each of them picked a side for for Thanksgiving, and it's going to be pretty pretty low key and easy to deal with. Um, that way, so it'll be just the five of us hanging out. Usually, we do a friendsgiving, so there's a lot more cooking and food, and you know people coming over to eat and food to get rid of. But that kind of all went out the window, so we're just hanging out.
0: Yeah, we're just we're just doing the immediate family here, so it's just you know real small just us basically which is which is fine um but you know i'm 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 doing the turkey i always love to do the turkey so it's the turkey and all the fixes i actually started today so i have probably all of the long lead items long lead time items are basically ready to go so um i'm hoping in the morning to get up and have everything match ready so i just start the oven throw the bird in stuff it throw the bird in and then uh and then away i go so um so that'll be uh that'll be nice and my uh my plan is to gather everybody around and watch the um the happy the um uh the thanksgiving charlie brown um um show right because that's uh that's iconic as the as the kids would say very (laughs) iconic so so that's it so here's a question for you so um so melissa's going a little rogue which is honestly no surprise with the uh with the duck but for a turkey You like it better on day one or do you like leftovers better? Because there's a big you know there's there's two ways to go with that and each of those is is an easy point to kinda argue. But but are you all for the day one or are you all for the leftovers?
2: I'm generally a day one guy for the following reason. I tend to usually brine my turkey. And for the last couple of years I've been doing it in the wood fired pizza oven. So it ends up getting like crispy and smoke flavors and, and some of the, the flavors you put in the brine in it. It becomes very juicy and then it sort of dries out over, you know, <clears throat> in leftover. And so I, just, I much prefer that sort of, you know, hot, fresh, crispy turkey coming out day one.
1: Yeah, I'm with Colin on this one. Uh, day one turkey. Day two, it goes into a casserole or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't it's it's not turkey suitable for sandwiches and stuff yeah. like that for the most part like you might get a sandwich out of day two before you make the casserole but it goes it goes into the casserole turkey <laughs> king. Yes, yeah, turkey <laughs> king.
0: or a turkey soup right yeah. that's the other thing that's always yeah. a nice easy one that that lasts forever um i'm i guess i'm gonna go against the grain on this one i'm a day two I like the leftovers because what, what I'll do is, so we'll put everything together and have everything. And then it's always like timing where, you know, some stuff's ready, some stuff's not ready. So something's like burning hot. Something's like still kind of, maybe not quite lukewarm, but certainly not, you know, warm, right? So I wouldn't call it cold, but like the timing is kind of off and you're sort of like adjusting everything and you always forget something. It's like, ah, oh shit, I forgot the cranberry sauce, right? That's like notorious. Oh, I got this can of, you know, this this goo. We got to throw that out there. But I like the day too because what I do is I'll take a, um, uh, a tin tray and I'll just load everything up from day one into these pre-assembled um, – kits so that all you got to do is hit the oven 350 throw it in there for you know 35 40 minutes heat everything up and then you're basically you know you're, you're fork ready you just sit down with a fork and a plate and everything is kind of like good to go plus it gives the ability for all of the the food to kind of coagulate and congeal and yeah. just kind of mix in with everything so
2: my mom has a similar strategy she does everything in a single she reheats everything in a single frying pan so you thought like gravy, mashed potatoes, turkey, and just heats it all, so it sort of you know congeals and you the the flavors blend a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: There is no wrong way. I think that's the point, right? Just like the mulled mm-hmm. wine, there's no bad wrong way to make it. But oh, um, I'm
1: sure there is. <laughs> pro- probably, <laughs>
0: it probably starts with the wine. If you're getting the the fortified Mad Dog 2020 and using that as the base, you're probably um not off on to the uh the the right way to kind of start that off so that's good excellence been a been a kind of a one of those awkward weeks where it's kind of like not really a real work week but some people especially the non-us folks forget that it's really not supposed to be a work week so you have all these like things come in and and like no one's paying attention to stuff so they always seek out the people that they know are the ones that are going to respond so You know you have that going so that that always ends up being um uh being interesting so um but it's all good
1: it's (laughs) all
0: good all right um tech topics tech topics brands i know you guys have strong opinions on this uh i can tell colin's pulling out his list so his airing of the grievances go ahead colin you can start
2: I, I do. I, I have a question because I came up with two different lists. Are we talking about brands from a marketing point of view, or brands from a, you know, a sort of a company point of view? Yes.
1: <laughs> it's it's all open and nebulous, Colin. Yeah. Make it what you want it. Well, you I knew I you did,
0: you didn't you, you only asked that question because you knew the answer.
2: No, I, I didn't because I didn't. So then because oh, I didn't want to get myself in, um, in trouble. But I I mean I'm going to be contrarian I think or or, or unexpected, and I'll say. I you know particularly brand turnarounds are interesting and they're very hard to do, and I think that Microsoft has done a fantastic job of repositioning themselves both from a product point of view but also from a perception point of view. Um, You know, uh, you know, there's still some some you know crappy you know attributes of the Office Suite et cetera out there, but for the most part, I think you know what they're doing with GitHub, what they're doing with Azure um you know what they're doing with a lot of the services stuff really has has changed my perception of them and actually you know i used to vehemently hate microsoft and you know lo- you know loathe using using them and i think you know they've really changed themselves into a you know a, a cloud integrated company i don't want to say you know maybe cloud first but certainly a cloud integrated company um you know i think they're still they're still behind in, in a few areas but i think just from you know how they position themselves, they've gone whole hog into it they they're not paying lip service to this transformation i've been a really big fan of theirs
0: yeah, they did a really good job of kind of adjusting their business model and getting away from, you know, selling you the software to flipping it around to licensing you um, the software, right? So you're no longer going out and buying, you know, Office 2012 and running that for, you know, 12 years because you're not going to mm-hmm. upgrade it, right? Or, you know, God forbid you, you you fire up the laptop and you've got like Windows 8 still running or something like that. So, um yeah, the licensing piece is, is nice, and the other thing that I like, and, and you know, I've I've gone through the process of helping um, a few folks get um, new laptops, and and they're not what I would consider to be tech savvy people um, around getting laptops. I think they've done. I think the hard the harder part for me is that, you know, I I try to like I, 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 I kind of remember how things were in the day uh, about how you would set it up and turn things on and turn things off and. A lot of that has changed, and it's way easier. And so, if I start, you know, there's a there's a I'll give you a classic example. I don't know if I told this one. So, I got my mom a laptop, and uh, it was a Dell, right? Quality machine, um, but it was a um, a two in one, so it was also a uh, a tablet. Not that she would ever be using a tablet. But she was having a problem with it and a family member who honestly should never be touching any of the devices started touching the device to try and fix what the problem was and all she was trying to do was adjust the aspect ratio for the desktop um photo of the family that she wanted because somebody had stretched it so it wasn't fitting in the screen anymore and so i come over and like everything's all messed up and i can't figure out what's going on and i go online and i start googling and i'm i'm looking up things and i found this site that said you know go to this you know it gives me the the directory of where it is you know it's c program files user all this stuff and find the dot exe file delete that dot exe file do this and i was like and i started doing it because i was like oh this makes perfect sense i'll go and someone corrupted a file and then i realized it's like wait a minute this is like step back when you're in the hole Right, First thing to do when you're in the hole is you stop digging. And it was like, okay, this cannot be the problem. There cannot be some corrupted .exe on a DLL file. How does that happen, right? What had happened is the person who was working on the machine accidentally toggled it into tablet mode. So there's regular mode and there's tablet mode. And if it thinks it's in tablet mode, even if you're using it as a regular laptop, it looks different. The layout is different. The, obviously, the keyboard, because the keyboard keeps popping up. And it was like, oh my God, this is what it is. So I just disabled tablet mode. But, but point being that, you know, we're used to back in the day when you had a problem. Yeah, you go in and you'd find the DLL and you, you know, figure out yeah. where 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 the bad file is. And you're update, updating drivers and all this stuff. And it's gotten, you know, much, much easier to use. Matter of fact, the hardest thing that I that I have with 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 some of the some some of the people that I try to help is is I tell them, stop turning the machine off. Do not turn the me unless there's a reason where you know you're traveling. But if you're going to use it and you're just not using it and you're going to bed, and you're going to use it in the morning. Don't feel that you have to turn the machine off. And I think Apple did a nice job of getting everybody kind of used to that yeah. by basically eliminating the off button. Right. Oh, Melissa has strong opinions on that.
1: Oh, I'm I'm fighting my MacBook on uh, the need for a forced reboot every single time um, the sleep screen comes up. So, oh, really? So yeah, it's I think it has something to do with with the extra software that's installed on it, and not just Mac in general. But that's kind of a side topic. But I I would say Microsoft also has a very strong employer brand, which for me is is also important so not only did they kind of change their brand as a company and do some amazing things and 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 come out out of the cloud companies like the out of the major clouds i would say they're 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 my preference as far as as ones that i would want to do business with um but part of that too is is that employer brand and how they treat their people and the kind of benefits they offer and things like that it's it's impressive
0: yeah, it's a good it's a good company. I mean, I, I've dealt I've dealt with people there on the you know on the data center side for for years and years, and it's always they're they literally some of my favorite people to deal with, just because um, you know they're demanding all all users are are demanding, but but they they were always very reasonable, and you know if there was something that we couldn't do, as long as you could explain to them why it either wasn't you know why it wasn't. Not that it wasn't possible, right? Anything is possible if you throw enough money and resources at it. But and why? <laughs>
1: well, it,
0: well, you know, again, not everybody not everybody needs the same things that Microsoft needs for their data centers. Because let's face it, they're doing things a little bit different than the, you know, the typical you know IT shop. So, um, so their their um, you know their set of requirements are very specific to, to the things that they're doing. But but again, they were always always great to uh, uh, to deal with. Right.
1: Yeah, I miss the people there too. Just just working with the people. I work with different people at Microsoft now, and they're great too. But but the data center folks were were always, you know, we're in this together. Very very partnership oriented kind of people, mm-hmm. collaborative. Puriness. How many peta- How
0: many petabytes of their data did you migrate back in the day?
1: Oh lord. Many many many. <laughs> right. Maybe pay- well, I, I've, so I've migrated petabyte- over 230 storage arrays for Microsoft. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the math on on how many petabytes that is, but <laughs> right. They were all many. Clarion shop for a while, right? There there were tons of Clarion. Um we switched them to Symmetrix uh Oh goodness! Back in two thousand seven or eight, started kind of switching them over to Symmetrics, and yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, when when I kind of left them, they were all Symmetrics and running the cloud on it. Uh, <laughs> now I I don't know that that's the case anymore, um, but but yeah, it was interesting.
0: Yeah, so that's a good one. So Microsoft is definitely a, a brand that I think is has turned it around because I think. You know, years ago, you had to know. Like, you go, you ask somebody right now. You know, to pull up a C prompt, right? To, to run a to run a command, they have literally no idea what you're you're talking about. But that was, you know, that was how we did things back then. And now they've done a good job of again abstract abstracting a lot of that complexity, and getting more modern. And it's even like the you know the things that used to irritate me back in the days when you did on the consumer side and you got a, a Microsoft device. The, the user experience initially was horrible because that thing would open up and there'd be like 20 other vendors trying to sell you stuff that you didn't know. Do I, do I need this virus software? Do I need this application? Do I need? Right. So you're like, I don't know if I need this. And it, it just becomes very confusing and overwhelming. Again, for folks that deal with the technology side, not a big deal because you know what you need, you know what, what you don't need. Uh, but for somebody that's just you know getting their arms around it, that can be well. Yes, I, I do need virus software. Yes, I will pay you know thirty dollars a month to protect my my machine, right? Um, so um, so yeah, in, inter- interesting in terms of how they've uh, how they've turned around. But a great example. What about you, Melissa? You've got strong opinions.
1: I have strong opinions. I took it a different way. So. Um... So I kind of came up with uh, a brand I love from the t- kind of tech consumer side, but also kind of uh, uh, similar to the vein of Colin, a-, a brand that I can't seem to wash off. Um, <laughs> and what I mean by that is is IBM's done some some pretty impressive things um, in in cloud. They've done um, some cool things with Watson. They're 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 kind of um, getting away from. They're kind of mainframe brand stuff, right? But whenever someone says IBM, what I see is still the dude in the white short sleeve dress shirt with the pocket and the minimum two pins in the pocket and the and the pocket protector and the blue pleated pants. and and the tennis shoes that don't match the socks and (laughs) and
0: and and, and their employee badge on the lanyard hanging around their neck
1: (laughs) yes yes all of that like no matter what like it is in there in my head and i cannot like the commercials come on it doesn't matter it's always there and and i've kind of questioned myself about it a couple times like why is that so strong? Why is that image so strong? And maybe it's because I spent so much time in storage working with those people, but, um, but yeah, I, I can't seem to shake it.
0: So I've got an interesting one. So one of the brands that I, that I think, believe it or not, has done a, has done a great job is, is, um, uh, Huawei, Mm -hmm. right? Because first off, most people, you know, so within the U S people have no idea who huawei is right unless you you're you know you deal Gosh, in technology in tech. yeah. you've never you you don't you know you the the matter of fact you go by a sign you can't even pronounce the name of the company right because you've never heard it before and it's spelled with an h and it's it just phonetically, that's not how it's spelled out so you know people mm-hmm. have no association with that brand but you get outside of the u.s especially and some of the you know the smaller countries developing countries i remember it was last year i was in uh bucharest um and i remember you know going through the city and it was to me the 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 marketing around huawei felt very similar to kind of the marketing around apple in the u.s right very consumer friendly very user experience oriented Um, you know, it was the happy people, you know, running around in picnics, taking pictures. Um, and it was, and I remember it was interesting because it was like, you know, it's just so funny because I think outside of the U S nobody has an idea of who these companies are, but, but they're, you know, ingrained outside, especially in some of these, these, um, more, um, you know, kind of geographically, um, um, specific areas where they definitely target and they focus in terms of their, their branding.
2: So that was an interesting one for me. That's cool. Yeah, no, I totally agree with, with with Huawei. I think you know they're they're an underappreciated brand. I think, you know, they've done some great stuff and particularly, you know what they've done on on the, the networking side and being, you know, sort of price competitive, I think is really interesting and sort of, you know, taking some of the wind out of Cisco's sales. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting what's next on your list colin what's next on my list in terms of brand um you know i'm gonna go one that we all love and you know which is a sort of a surprise for me i'm gonna go with ford it's not really a tech brand i know um actually i'm gonna i'm gonna do it in a tech 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 um approach right
1: okay so
2: i i have been a you know you know i'm gonna um I, I was never a big fan of American cars. When I bought the F-150, it sort of turned me around. It's a great car. I love it. I love how it drives. There's one thing I hate about it. What's that? The nav system, the onboard electronics, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. That's yeah. why you don't use it. And I, yeah. as, we, as we've said in the past, yeah. and for just one example, but a lot of these companies should just get out of that business. Right. They should just provide a port to plug some other device in and let some other third party actually do the um, the, the work around whatever the um, uh, the software is for that, because that is definitely not their core competency, because everything seems to be very confusing, especially compared to how, you know, other other you know tools
2: um, um, would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I so I think, you know, I was I was going to say, you know, I think, you know, for someone who's done a great turnaround in terms of the car stuff, they really haven't done it in the in the electronics point of view. But does that even matter anymore? Right. Does it matter going going forward? You know, do you know, are, is it really just going to be plugged? I was actually in a rental car last week in Florida and or two weeks in Florida. And like, you know, it's like the it was awful, but like I just turned car play on. It was done. You yep. know? And it was like, it's like, it's like, I don't even know why you build this stuff, just build an, you know, Android Auto, CarPlay and whatever the, the the other one is and just be done with it. Why? You know, you don't need to have any basic, you're going to, you are going to have one of these phones, right? And if you don't have one of these phones, you, you're you not going to use the nav system anyway. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, they, they updated CarPlay recently, so noticed on the board that that the the places where I expected the buttons are now different <laughs> so,
2: yes oh, oh, good, yeah.
1: so yeah and the color ha- has <laughs> been significantly updated which is yeah. interesting yeah
0: I haven't looked at it since I since like the first when I first so this was what 2018 I think it was and I haven't really looked at it since then just because I, I you know I just plug my phone in and I use my phone for for all of that stuff and run it from there and you know, anything I need to get from the phone to the to the um, to the car is basically off of Bluetooth anyway. So it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm I need to have everything on that home screen. But my my complaint was always the fact that it was, um, you know, it was binary. You're you're either using the phone or you're using the electronics in the car, but you can't combine the two. So if you wanted to, <clears throat> you know, use the navigation on the phone uh, to get ways right, um, you couldn't use the satellite on The car anymore not that again i'm using all that much satellite nowadays anyway so um so that's changed a little bit but that was always one of my my big complaints yeah so the one we started talking about this i think melissa had strong opinions on this as well was um samsung um for um for tv so i've been you know using samsung's um for a number of years and you know the the it's like anything it all depends on how much money you want to spend and you know what how you know what type of screen you're going to get and is it an LED is it a w- whatever right and there's all these different choices and it doesn't matter because whatever you end up buying in 2 weeks there's going to be a new version of what you just bought that's going to come out and the one that you just bought is going to be you know 20% less because of the new thing that came out so you can't try and you know game the system and, and worry about riding the you know the technology curve to make sure that you're you're always um, getting the the latest and greatest because whatever you get by default is going to be you know old right mm-hmm. um but but the thing that i've liked about samsung is the uh the app support that they have right so all of my tvs are um they're hardwired uh into the uh into the network um and i run the uh the apps off of the tv because now you know here i use Charter, and one of the, I believe, only TVs um, that you can get or manufacturers out there that you can get that supports the uh, the Spectrum app natively on their TV um, is Samsung. So it eliminates the need for having to have a a cable box. So it's one less clicker in the house, one less device you have to manage. Um, I thought that that was a, um, a nice feature. So, you know, I roll those. Pretty much, you know, throughout the house as far as the uh, the TVs. Yeah,
2: I've switched to Samsung TVs. I used to be a big Sony guy. I'm a big fan of them. Um, I think, you know, particularly um, even their remotes are pretty good. Um, And, um, um, and, you know, I've been a big fan. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the TV apps. I think that's sort of overkill. I think, you know. I don't, I don't need a Netflix app as well as a Netflix on my Apple TV, but I get, you know, I understand I'm not the target user. Some people don't have all those devices and they need to have them there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I,
1: I love those apps. <laughs> really? Really? Oh. I, I especially love the prime app as, as not everywhere else, um, updates. Amazon prime is regularly like the, the Vizio I have, like. Old Prime still doesn't allow for other user profiles and stuff like that. Upstairs, I've got my user profile um, experience on Prime, which is something that was pretty exciting. So, uh, love, the, well, they, love the same they, stuff they they,
0: They've they kind of done like with what uh, Roku has done, where they actually have the button on the clicker. So mm-hmm. now if you want to go to, uh, to, to Amazon or to... Um,
1: uh, Hulu, Netflix, Netflix,
0: whatever, right? Any Hulu, Those yes. Those three are, just...
1: are on there. I forget what the yep. fourth one is, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just hit the button and it, it takes you right there. But um, but yeah, I do like I. I so I have the Apple TV here and it's it's okay. Um, I don't know that I need it anymore because the apps that I got for the app. The only reason why I did the Apple TV was because it streamed in in 4K and at the time the cable boxes that you could get. Didn't have uh, the ability to um, broadcast in 4K, so I wanted to have 4K because that's the TVs that I have. So that's what brought me into bringing the um, um, going with the um, the Apple TVs. But but again, I like the, the 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 TVs because the TVs are hardwired in, so I don't have to go in through the um, through, through the Wi-Fi. Not that there's been a problem since I've upgraded the um, the wireless here. Um, everything's been running you know pretty pretty smoothly. So. Um, I will mention that I do have all my Christmas lights all wired in or, or controlled wirelessly through the uh, through the Wi-Fi, so it is kind of fun to just tell you know who to turn what on and turn what off, and mm-hmm. and it's even smart enough where I you know I, you, the, the the folks that have done you know fiber channel sand zoning will appreciate this, but I've been able to create. You know, aliases and sub masks and, and spoofing and all these things. So, like, I can, I can identify <laughs> way a specific, too much effort. Of, I uh... can, so I can, mm-hmm. I can drill it, I can say, just, you know, turn everything on, it'll turn everything on. But if there's one light in one bedroom that, for whatever reason, I want to turn off, I could say, hey, in the you know master turn you know this one off and it will do that so it's kind of it's kind of cool i probably overthought it it'll be interesting once i tear everything down to see when i put it back up next year if everything remembers because i did label everything so that it all goes back into the same place so hopefully everything will just kind of carry over but we'll see nice yeah, we run. You know, we run a very clean fabric over here. Well managed, well documented. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, you know, uh, extra cables, lengths, or anything like that. Everything's, um, you know, nice and neat.
2: Yeah. So, and who else did Melissa? Did you do your second?
1: I did not do my second. So, yeah. so on on the other side of things, uh, one of the. One of the brands I really appreciate from a um, consistency of experience perspective is um, Bose for my headphones. Um, I use them for for my running headphones and um, love them and I know um, <laughs> sports headphones in general are, are a very kind of sensitive topic but uh, for me what matters is you know a little bit of waterproof sweatproof, whatever I'm not talking about going swimming in them but like when I'm running it's usually raining <laughs> and, and I need something that's going to at least hold up in in the Seattle rains and um, and through sweat in the summertime and all that stuff and um, kind of bounced around for a while um, used to love the Beats a lot but um, my, my Bose headphones are just Indestructible and the yes. sound experience yes. Yes. is Yeah, good. Be- Beats I thought had
2: great sound experience, but I think the quality was great on them. The one part I had didn't last that long. Oh my God, I would get yeah. I would get
0: Beats and and like within two weeks they would I just mean die. literally not die but like fall apart. Yep. they would just like shatter, like the plastic would just like come apart. And, and they the were instant.
1: Any water got anywhere near the button, it was over. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wasn't um, I was not impressed, but um, yeah. To to Melissa's point, my um, Bose headsets, the, the Bose Wired that I have, which is the one that I basically use as my day-to-day, that's probably going on, I would say, like three years now, and, you know, still works fine. Battery charges, um, you know, it's it's been definitely the workhorse, and I beat this, I you know, I beat the crap out of those, you know, wet, you know, sweat, heat, cold, whatever it is, um, those things take a, a pretty bad uh, beating, but they they continue to charge and they continue to uh,
2: to, to work. So
1: that's good. And they hold yeah, their so... charge well too.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm using them right now. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, they hold forever. Uh, so I actually have a brand question. Okay, because um, this was on my list. It's like one of the things I think I sort of I think has been you know interesting to observe over the last you know six months or so has been Zoom, right? Yeah. Um, and I was a Zoom user for, you know, before, you know, the lockdowns and COVID. But I think how did Zoom get to be sort of the de facto for video conferencing, right? <laughs> there are so many <laughs> other products out there and all everybody else has fallen by the wayside. I don't know what they did right that everybody else did wrong. I, I
1: can I can try to tackle that. Um, I'd say I'd say one ease of experience. Um, it was the cool thing to do when um, Blue jeans was cool for a minute, but but Zoom became the cool, easy thing to do, and it 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 became kind of branded for video conferencing. Where Cisco with WebEx always had that kind of webinar, yes. nobody really wants to be here feel, and they never <laughs> kind of got cool enough to get away from it. But but with Zoom, it's it's like they thought about video experience first, and and they made it super easy and um, added some fun elements to along the way. But I think, I think that's what did it is, it, is they just made the experience of like having these kind of calls cool. I have a theory. Go for I
0: it. Think, I think the reason why Zoom became so successful is because they were, at least from what I remember, and I could be wrong, they were one of the first ones that whenever you would log on to anything, you were automatically muted right because if you did (laughs) if you did right because whatever you can at least select to auto mute yes if you did i mean this is well this is the default is you're muted and if you you want to change that you have to know where to go and to change that in your in your settings so that you're not muted when you come in which means that 99.999 percent of the people especially the ones that shouldn't be touching that button aren't touching that button because they don't know how to change it which is perfect Right. But you remember the I mean, we've gone past the, the con call days of, you know, now joining name, not recorded. Right. Where you would hear that 45 mm-hmm. times because nobody knew how to turn that off when somebody was joining a, uh, a conference call. But I think I think that was a part of it because it was like, OK, I don't have to do anything. And like no one's going to hear, you know, the dog barking or the fact that I'm on a treadmill or whatever it is. Right. I'm automatically going to be um, going to be muted, which, you know was great because then you avoided all of the shenanigans that could potentially happen um, at some of these calls. Now, you have the, the the impact of that because now what ends up happening, and, and this blows up on TikTok all the time, is they do all these things about you know people joining Zoom calls and they forget that the, they're muted. And it's the thing where it's like they start talking. It's like, oh, sorry, I forgot I was on mute, which is perfect. You should be on mute. Let's start. Everybody on mute, <laughs> which goes to my other campaign that I've been um, advocating for, which is in email, in Outlook, especially corporate Outlook, the Reply All button should not be in that top ribbon of options when you get an email. If you, You can reply to the person that sent you that, but if you want to reply to everybody, you should have at least two or three clicks of complexity that you need to go through. There should be just a little bit of friction associated with that um, user motion so that we're not all getting, you know, you, you guys see it all the time, right? It's somebody, you know, hey, you know, I have a question. Well, I'm going to be on vacation. It's like, okay, great. I don't need to know this. Why, you know, then you look in the same thread that you didn't even care about. There's like 20 new emails that have come in because everybody's doing the reply all. So that's what I would do is I would take that button and I would, you know, stick it someplace else so that you can't do that as the default. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to reply all because everybody should know that, you know, this is what I'm doing, even though there's like 200 people on that thread that, you know, and there's, you know, 199 that could not care less about, you know, what it is that you're applying to. So anyway. Or 200, you know. 200
1: <laughs> 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 you're, you're, yeah I don't miss those days of the massive reply all storms uh, where it's like somebody emailed all employees again uh, uh, now let's watch as as our emails get dosed by 10,000 emails for the next <laughs> oh you guys remember there was some day. there was like, some epic uh, ones
0: where they would go on for like three four days
1: there are oh. some huge problems with working for a company that massive yeah and email storms is probably number one on the list.
0: Could be.
2: Yeah, yeah I haven't seen be. many of those lately, though. They've been sort of. I don't know what. I think there's some back end technology that's stopping them. There's got to be.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah. It has to be because it's not the user. Because believe me, I the, the I've dealt with enough folks on the user side that okay.
1: <laughs> Someone in IT pro- probably went back and said, okay, you know all those spam tools we put in place. There's got to be one that lets us auto-filter everybody's reply alls for but, so unsubscribe th- and for <laughs> for like the common responses to the reply all
0: <laughs> right it's like it's like even with an outlook now is a you know you say attached is whatever and if you don't put it if you don't forget to put the attachment in there it will ask you and say hey you're sending something you sure you didn't forget to put the attachment it's like oh yes i did forget to put the attachment thank you for reminding me so that's a very um uh a useful tool because that happens all the time because that that, that avoids the embarrassing attach this to the spreadsheet dot 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 and then five minutes later oh for real here's the attached spreadsheet yeah, yeah.
1: even we, we even by the it when I, outlook reads our email huh
2: yeah even even zoom even zoom by the way i don't know if you've done it, you ever put yourself on mute and started talking it'll say i think yeah you're yes you're it'll it'll tell you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes that's a really like, it sure? doesn't always solve the mute issue but it helps yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
1: it pops up and I'm like, no, I, I need to be muted right now. <laughs> Usually it's like, no, I'm thankful I'm muted. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's commentary <laughs> for either the dog or <laughs> something that the people on the call don't need to hear. So, yeah. Thankful for that.
0: Awesome. Oh, I had something else. I completely lost my train of thought. I wish I wrote it down.
1: Do you agree with the Zoom branding, Colin? in think it be number one or
2: i think i think your point is it became fun and easy to use it was sort of you know you're right it was it was about a, a, it was about delivering you know a, a consistent experience yeah yeah
0: well we have this thing now where people are starting to use more and more microsoft teams yes so and then and you know no offense to my marketing um, mm-hmm. friends but you know it seems to be the marketing folks most more, more often than not are putting a Microsoft Teams meeting together, which is fine. I mean, it's the experience isn't all that different, but it's just like, you know, we already have, um, you know, we, we it'd be nice to have one way. Right. Because I still get, you know, WebEx or, or mm-hmm. you know, Cisco. just it's like, really, can't we just like all like get along? Can yeah. we just like find one way? Um, as long as the link
2: works, I guess that's all that matters. The webex, so- WebEx with the plugin that you have to download, it just always seems to take the frickin' ever from it. Yeah. 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 Well
1: yeah.
0: what I like about Zoom in particular, and I haven't tried it on Teams yet, so I don't know how how easy or hard it's gonna be, is is it is Zoom is very mobile device aware. So mm-hmm. like if there's something going on and like you don't wanna like physically be in your you know your home office to take that call and you need to be out somewhere. You can go in and you can, you know, it's a it's a pretty good experience because you can basically see it. And you're muted; they can't see you. Thank God. God only knows what you're doing at that time when you're not. Um, but um, but yeah, so I like I like the integration on the uh, on the mobile um, mobile device side of that for for Zoom as well.
1: Yeah, Teams Teams has some work to do on that front. Also in low bandwidth situations, I would say too.
0: I so I don't use Teams a lot. When I do, it's only because I'm forced because somebody has put something out there that I have to go read or I have to go access or I have to go download. But to me, it's not in my you know, it's not where I would automatically go to like ask a question or look for information or, or, find something. So I'm, I'm not there yet, but I know for a lot of other people that I work with, that's kind of the, that, you know, that's their go-to. That's where, you know, they're, they're sharing all their content, whatever presentations they're putting together or documents or whatever, they'll, they'll post it out on, um, out on teams. And, and again, I'm, I'm generally not using that. I can find it and I'll have access to it, but it's not where I would typically go to po- to post stuff. How's an an old wine doing? I'm an old dog. Oh, good. Yeah, it's
2: still warm.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Mine's
2: cooling down a little bit. Mine's cooling down a little bit. I need to get some more off the stove in a bit after we do finish this call.
0: You're gonna regret only making one bottle. No,
2: I'll be fine. You mm-hmm. sure?
0: Yep. So, yeah. Are you gonna open another bottle?
2: I don't know. I'm gonna take it easy tonight. It's been it's been a bit of a crazy couple weeks, so I'm just gonna take it easy and chill. I'm gonna try and sleep in. This is the first time I don't have to get up early, so I'm gonna try and sleep in actually. Oh I'm gonna turn the alarm off on of my phone.
0: There you go. Um all right, well so episode twenty eight. You know, we made it. I think uh, next episode is uh is Melissa's. And yes. I know I, I can't wait. I'm sure we've got a great uh, wine selection and technology topic and I, I'm probably going to need 10 days to go out and find whatever it is that we're going to end up drinking because it's always a, a little bit... Um...
1: It's not going to be that complicated this time. Okay. Hopefully.
0: Okay. Alright. Yeah. Good. I like that. So,
1: so we're going to do a, a holidays theme. So it'll Ooh, be okay. like a holiday buying guide from oh. a technical oh. point of view. And, okay.
2: Ooh, good. Okay, and
1: good. yes, a... For for the so wine? so d- so things. is
0: this is this going to be the the, the, the list? C- Colin's Christmas list of things that he wants. No. I have a funny feeling. <laughs> I, I I don't have
2: no no. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about things I'm interested in buying for the people. Things would be good. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm good at that. Yeah, yeah. Just
1: just good yeah. advice it, as far as, as tech that that you think would make good gifts and why. Like, it doesn't have to be something you own. It could be your own Christmas list. It could be just things that you're that you think are cool that are interesting.
0: And what's the wine selection? I have to write this down because I always holiday forget.
1: Themed. So holiday themed. Holiday. It could be holiday in the naming. It could be your favorite wine to drink over the holidays. It could be just anything that makes you feel like, okay, the holidays are here. Holiday themed all around.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: It'll be after Thanksgiving. We can do it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Those were Definitely. my rules. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
0: Open to interpretation. I like that. Um, did uh okay. So there was one thing that I had in my notes that I wanted to uh, to talk about because it's it's brand new. So we always end up talking a little bit about uh, what what everybody's watching. Um, mm. So I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I watched it last night. It Just came out. It was yesterday's Wednesday, so it was Tuesday. So it was released on Netflix last night. It was the uh, the Hillbilly Elegy.
2: Never seen. I heard of it. No.
0: So. You, you have you heard of it or haven't no, heard yeah, of it? Yeah. So it's a Ron Howard, um, 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 Brian Glazier produced. Yeah. It's based on a true story. Um, a plus, excellent. Cool. I thought it was a. It's not a show. It's a. It's a yeah. movie. So um, you got to commit two hours into that. Yeah. But if you're looking for something like a a really, I, I don't want to give away too much of it. But it reminded me in terms of just. How well written it was, and the characters, and just everything that that came together. It remind me of um, the, the the Three Billboards movie. Uh-huh. Remember that one? That was a really good movie, and I, it got nominated, but it didn't win. I think this one's in that same uh, category. So, um, um, Glenn Close is one of the stars in it. Um, and I remember whenever I think Glenn Close, I think you know the um, you know her standing over a pot boiling a rabbit, you know that Glenn Close. But in this one, she plays. What's what's the movie I'm thinking of? Um, so,
2: uh, fatal Attraction.
0: Fatal Attraction. I think of the Fatal Attraction. Uh, but in this one, she plays um, she plays an unbelievably different character in this, and she does she's excellent in it. But I would say again, if you're looking for something to to watch for um, you know over the over the next couple of days, um, definitely put that uh, on your list because I thought it was a I thought it was an A plus. Um, so definitely check that one out.
1: I've been watching something called, um, and I'm probably gonna botch the name because I'm not so up on my Japanese. Um, Bofuri? Uh, I don't want to get hurt so I'll max out my defense. So it's, it's an animated series and, uh, Japanese but, um, my, my son and I have been watching it together and it's about, um, this person who's in this, um, VR immersive world and she's totally new and doesn't know what she's doing. She's like, well, I don't want to get hurt, so I'm just going to put all my stat points in my character into defense, and she ends up with this obnoxiously kind of overpowered character, and she's going around, it shows her accidentally kind of um, having all these adventures around the fact that she can't do things normally as a character because she's only maxed out one stat, and all of her other stats are garbage, right, because there's no points spent in them, and it's like. It's funny because, because it kind of, it gets me thinking about um, about kind of navigating the world with a disability, right, and, and this idea, okay, well, well, I'm great at this one thing, but everything else is harder for me, so how, how do I kind of navigate around what's normal for others and, and do this stuff? So, really fun, kind of lighthearted, wholesome kind of show.
2: Check it out. I am gonna I am gonna go catch up on um, episode two of uh, his Dark Materials of Ooh. season two. And um, if you're watching if you're watching that. I um, I'm a big fan of it. Um, the first season was good. It's on HBO. Um, it's based on the book series, and I think they really done it really really well. Um, much better than the Golden Compass movie. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the season two is out now, and it comes out on like I'm um, it, it's it's live on HBO, so it's actually. Like I went to watch it Monday when I had time, and I was like, "I can't stream it. I can't stream it." I looked up. Oh, it comes on Monday at nine PM. I was like, "What the hell?" like, <laughs> just like it's not just available Monday to stream whenever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. Uh, the streaming services, game changers. Yeah.
2: yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so gotcha. we are. Uh, I think we're there. We're we're pretty much close to the uh, the top of the hour. So we've got episode twenty eight in the uh, in the can. Uh, the Eve, uh, Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving Day Eve is where we are right now. So uh, I'm going to go watch. I'm going to go a little bit more traditional. I'm going to go watch the Charlie Brown episode. And uh, I will be serving toast and popcorn and jelly beans tomorrow. Well, that would be a great idea. I can't believe I thought of that now. It's too late to go out and do anything about it. But that would be awesome just to have everybody come over and give them toast, popcorn, and and jelly beans sitting in folding lounge chairs on a on a ping-pong table. All right, the mull wine's kicking in. Okay, Very so that's nice. it. Awesome. <laughs>
2: We're
0: too, uh, too much into it. Okay, so thank you, everybody, for uh, for joining. Uh,
2: Colin, uh, say goodbye. Thank, hey, happy holidays, however you celebrate. Unless you're in Canada, you celebrate Thanksgiving a month ago, and other overseas, you don't celebrate all, but enjoy. Have some good wine. And Melissa.
1: Thank you, thank you.
2: Awesome. Peace out,
0: everybody. Thanks for joining. Have a great holiday.